The How Is This Movie podcast is supported by listeners like you. Go to www.patreon.com slash movie. There you can pledge as little as a dollar a month and help us maintain our goal of keeping this show independent and free of advertising. I need to take just a moment and thank Donald Graham for his amazing support of the show. Thank you, Donald. You're awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit 'em. My name is Dana Buckler, and thank you for taking just a little time out of your day to listen. You can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at How Is This Movie. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash How Is This Movie. You can always reach out to me with questions or comments at hitmpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen. Back in November 2015, I had a chance to talk with Austin James, a working actor living in L.A., During that conversation, Austin shared with us his amazing journey into the world of professional acting. On this episode, Austin is back to discuss his hit show that airs on YouTube, Roommates, a show that features a cast of five up-and-coming actors who share a home in L.A. Now, for maximum enjoyment of this episode, I recommend that you watch the show, and I have included links in this episode's description. Austin, welcome back to How's This Movie? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be back. It's good to be with you this time, like in person. That's well, really cool. <laughs> that's exactly it, because last time we talked, uh, you were in Los Angeles, and yeah. I was uh, here in Ocala, Florida, where we're at right now. Now you're actually in the studio sitting across Pretty from awesome. me, so, yeah. so so happy to have you. Let's talk about what you've been up to since the last time we spoke in November. Sure. So, so just give us a, bring in the listeners up to date. So okay, so in November I had uh, I had just been cast on Criminal Minds Beyond Borders and I had shot that, and um, just recently that came out. That was a really awesome thing to to get to see that all come together. Um, pretty intense, but uh, really enjoyed uh, seeing that and just seeing the whole you know Criminal Minds thing. Pretty cool to be a part of that family. So that happened. Uh, Christmas was great, and then this year has been a pretty crazy year. I did a I did a movie earlier in the year called. Uh, Hidden Life, or at least that was a working title. I don't know if that's what it'll be called by the time it goes out, but uh, I did that, and I actually got to work on that with my girlfriend, Gatlin Green. Um, we were the two leads in it, which was really cool. It was really funny, too, because when uh, when I got on set the first day, we both were on set the first day, and the director was like, so do you guys know each other? The The wardrobe girl mentioned that you guys live down the street from each other, and I was like, yeah, we've, we've been dating for like that's a year awesome. and a half, and he was like, Oh, <laughs> so it was a pretty neat thing that they didn't know that we were attached when we when we both came on set. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, been auditioning, of course, and then um, also working on our, our web series Roommates, which has been uh, doing really well on YouTube. So uh, it's been a it's been a pretty great year so far. That's awesome. Now I want to make this kind of an interactive podcast, and that cool. for the listeners. If you go to the show notes in the description mm-hmm. of this episode, I've included links to several of the episodes of Roommates oh, on, awesome. that, that you can find on YouTube. It debuted in May. May 12th. May, okay, so yeah, it debuted May 12th, yeah. and it stars, of course, Austin James, mm-hmm. Cooper Green. Yep. Caleb's last name is... Caleb Pierce. Caleb yep. Pierce, uh, JT Neal, yep. and Matt and Singletary. Matt Singletary. Yep. Okay, excellent. And you guys are actually all roommates. Yeah, we are in real life, which a lot of people don't actually believe. Like, we have a lot of comments from friends and stuff. They're like, so, what are you guys, like, you're filming on a set or something? I was like, no, that's our house. Wait, what? <laughs> how, how did you all come together? How did you all end up living in that house together? Well, it, it kind of came about in a really kind of roundabout way. I um, was living in Granada Hills, which is close to Glendale, if you guys know the area in L.A., um, about 25 minutes. And um, I had started dating Gatlin, and she had just moved to Glendale from um, Nashville and helped them move into their house and everything. And, and uh, they were renting in Glendale. Well, uh, a few months later, they decided to buy. And so they bought a house, uh, like, I don't know, like three blocks down, and they were renovating. And once they were finished with the renovation process, they were still going to have like six months left on their other house lease before, you know, it was up and everything. And uh, I kind of mentioned to um, to Gatlin's mom, Wendy, I said, hey, it would be really cool to keep this lease. And for like me, Cooper, and which is uh, their son, uh, Gatlin's brother, and uh, like, you know, four other guys, three or four other guys to move in. That way you don't have to break the lease. And, you know, uh, we can we can segue Cooper out of the house, get him on his own because he's 22 now or 21. And so uh, that's the idea we came up with. And so we started, you know, uh, looking around for people. And in 
December of last year, not this last year, but the year before, we met Matt at a Bible study in LA. It's called City Church and hit it off real quick. We started working out together and stuff. And so when we came up with the idea to, to move in, he was a, a quick first choice. And then I had known JT for a couple of years because he was in Texas um, going to the same acting class I went to, which was Kathy Sullivan's um, in acting for film. We actually met in LA though, uh, through mutual friends and stuff. And so, um, we ran into him one day at a Panda Express outside of uh, outside of the gym uh, that we were working out with Matt, and so we all kind of got together. Then Cooper was working out with us too, and then uh, Caleb was also from Kathy's in Texas, and he showed up at the house one night because we were doing a game night that uh, my girlfriend was putting on, and so a lot of people were coming, and a mutual friend had invited him to come, but then didn't come, so he just showed up, and I didn't realize, I had met Caleb back in Texas, but I didn't realize he was out here, so when he came through the door, and he's, you know, his personality is like electric so he's like guys what's up didn't know a person or didn't know knew anybody awesome. and so it was like it was really funny and then i saw him i was like caleb dude and so that was a really cool you know to see him come out here and uh it just kind of all fell together after that we were looking for people and we really liked these guys and so we all decided that that's what we do so then uh in the end of january we, we all moved into the house uh, and it's been it's been awesome ever since. So real life roommates, and we knew we were going to be living together since about like um, I think June of last year. We had it planned out, and so when we knew that, we were hanging out all the time. And you know the the way our friend group works is we like riff off of each other a lot, like a lot of jokes, a lot of stuff, like to the point where you know people outside coming in are like, this looks like a scene all the time. Right. Like we're just that's the way we are. And so we we kind of realized that and we're like, we should like do something about that, you know, create something. We didn't know what, we just you knew we wanted to, you know, do something with, with each other because we were all creative. We're all, you know, in the industry in some form or another, you know, pursuing acting. Cooper's mainly is pursuing music, but he, he's done acting all his life. And so we're like, we can do this. And so JT and Matt sat down and, and wrote out a script and it was called Dumb Luck originally. That was like our original name for it. And... We, we were like, I don't know what we'll do with this. But when we sit, sat down and read it, we were like, this is, this is really good. We want to do something with this because this is really cool. It was a full-length pilot originally. And so we kind of considered all our options and, and looked into different things, you know, network or anything like that. But we kind of settled on that we didn't want to lose the rights to make this show. Right. Because what happens is you've got five guys who are all up-and-coming actors in, in Hollywood. We're known but not well-known. The, the first thing that we were told that would happen is we go into a room and they're saying, this project's great, but we're going to hire the writers from New Girl and put in the guys from you know Always Sunny, whatever. We don't want you, basically, um, because we're new. And... Or the other option is, okay, we'll buy the show, we'll keep you guys in it, but now we own it, and we can do whatever we want with it. And that was the other thing that we also didn't want. Like, it would be cool to be in the show now, but we wouldn't control it anymore. And we didn't want to lose that, because it was us, you know? And so we, we settled on the, the best idea was to start as a web series. And that's what we did. You know, we, we uh, started writing together, and mostly Matt and JT. I mean, they've been the... the They've written out all the scripts and everything, and, and we've just kind of thrown in ideas here and there, brainstormed, and they've put it all and made it all uh, come to fruition. So we wrote 10, uh, 10 scripts, which are you know, 10 to 15 pages apiece, and we set out to make it. And this is the, you know, what you see on YouTube is the product of that you know, first effort um, in making it. And now we just kind of want to see where it's going to go. We want to see it's been doing really, really well, which is really exciting for us to see like, people actually enjoy it. Because one, one thing that happens with us is that we have this really, really specific humor that we're not sure anybody else is going to get. So we'll make jokes and stuff that we have, like, tons of backstory to, and then somebody else sees it, and they're like, what? <laughs> and we'll get stuck on something for a while, like a voice or, you know, uh, or a, a certain joke, and we'll do that over and over, and then, you know, move on to something else. And people are, the, the people coming outside in, they're just like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand this. Let's talk about, you, you, you said you've got the 10, the 10 scripts written. Yeah. Okay, you've got that. Um, every character was written based on yeah, everybody. Based on us. Ba based on yeah. yourself. Like, you're, you're Austin, Caleb's Caleb. Mm -hmm. 
do bits of your real personalities come out in these characters? I oh. mean, when, when JT and Matt sat down to write this, it's like, well, this is absolutely how Austin would, re- would react. This is how Cooper would react. I mean, yes. is there's a lot of that uh, in the script. Oh, yeah, and they did a great job of capturing our personalities. Like, sometimes that's really hard. Like, you, you know each other, but it's kind of hard to put on paper. Um, but they did a really, really good job of kind of capturing all our personalities. But it's basically us with the volume turned up. I mean, it's us on 11, you know. So we are that way, and sometimes we are at eleven anyway, like in real life. But but this is more just you know the the quote unquote sitcom versions of us. Um, but it is us, like you know you see Caleb in there. That's how Caleb really is. Matt and JT, Cooper, 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 and I are probably the two that are the most different from ourselves, although still rooted in who we really are. So it, it's you know for me, uh, I don't actually flip out in cars and like, right and yeah you definitely. know trying to break down the yeah. window or, or the door and but it's it's still rooted in i'm a you know i like uh crazy stuff like that and i knew i could have fun doing that stuff and they knew that too so they wrote it for me let's talk about for a moment going back to the decision to move forward and, and produce sure. the show what is the first step what is the first you've got the script it's, it's time you decide you're going to shoot on location at the house that yeah. you're that you're living in I mean I imagine it's got to be kind of a daunting task okay I mean Very, you're not you're not just getting an iPhone and, and shooting no. scenes I mean you've got to put this all together what's the first step the first step before any of it was really finding out that we had the means to do it because um, most ninety nine percent of the time with things like this you have a group of friends who write this script or, or even, you know, have an idea, but it, it never follows through. And that most of the time is because there's not the money, there's not the time, or there's not the know-how. And what we kind of got really, really blessed by is that um, Gatlin and Cooper's mom, Wendy, um, she's done really, really well with um, her business. It's a skincare business. She's done really, really well with it. And she believed in this project, and she said, I want to I wanna fund it. And so that was a giant blessing, and, like, we could not have done this without that. And so that that was kind of the first step, obviously, is because you have to have that. And we said we don't want to be silly with the amount we spend, but we want to do it right. So after that, we, we set out to secure a... Um, a person to film it, basically, a person to be the cinematographer. We kind of wanted a group effort on directing, but we needed someone to kind of wrangle us as well. And, um, you know, we needed to put together a crew. There's uh, equipment that needs to be rented and stuff like that. So we, we settled on a girl named Jen Hook, um, who's shot all these episodes. She's amazing. And she did a lot of the work that we just didn't know how to do at the beginning. She did the cinematography. She also helped with the directing. She edited it. She put together the crew. She uh, suggested the lighting package that we use um, and the equipment rentals that we got. And she put together a shot list, which is like, like things you don't even think right. about doing. You know, when you're, especially us that are actors, like we're, we're very galvanized from all of the, the hard work kind of thing that goes into it. So uh, she was a godsend in that she was able to um, guide us where we didn't know what, what we needed to do. And so she was kind of our second big blessing in that, uh, without her, we would not have we would not have had uh, a person to steer the ship, so to speak. So that was a, that was a really big help. When did you start shooting? How long did you shoot for? Uh, I mean, how did how did that go about? Well, so we we started shooting in um, I think it was the beginning of April, and we shot for seven days or six five days actually. The first one was five days because we shot the first five episodes and got those done. Um, then we had a few weeks of buffer to kind of look at the stuff that we got, you know, decide if we wanted to do six through 10. And, uh, what happened was Cooper booked a, a tour with a guy named Shane Harper. He was going to be background vocalist and lead guitarist. And we were like, huh, okay, we need to film this quick <laughs> because we need to find time that we can all, cause what, what happens with five guys is that it's a really busy schedule for all of us. So finding time, uh, JT was on a play, you know, so finding time to make this all work was, was pretty difficult. So we had to schedule it in a way that we could get us all together and get it, everything filmed. So the second uh, set of episodes, we did the last five, we did uh, over seven days and we had to work around like schedules during that. We had a location day. So we went up to a place called Crestline and shot the camping episode so to just figure out all the logistics of that was pretty tough, but we made it happen, and uh, it's been pretty awesome to see you know, what's come of that. 
Okay. You're listed in the credits as the producer. Yeah. Okay. So what is, what is your role as the producer on the show? Uh, many hats, uh, as, as many producers, you know, that what you have to do is basically uh, steer the ship and keep it running. So we like each of us five guys, we have a, a, you know, just a thing that we do, you know, JT and Matt are the writers. So they, they have all their work at the beginning. They, they have to, you know, put everything, all these ideas on paper, you know, craft it into a good story, uh, make it ready for us to be able to shoot. Then for me, I take over with the production side. Now I'm handling all the logistics of I found Jen. Um, I arranged, you know, uh, all of the stuff with her, worked closely with her on the, on the production aspect. Then post-production, I need to, you know, go back and forth with her on the editing, um, arrange the, the music, all of, all of that stuff. Um, I'm basically the organizer. And during production too, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be organized on a day-to-day basis. Like you don't even think about like crafty and call times and, you know, all of these things that, so I'm basically, um, running the ship in that, in that aspect. Um, and then Cooper does the music and his dad, Brian has been amazing. Cooper, when he went on tour, um, Brian had to kind of take the workload. And so he's been awesome. So the score is fantastic. The music's fantastic. And so that's kind of um, uh, Cooper and Brian's field. And uh, on the production aspect, Wendy helps me so much too. You know, she she picks up the slack anywhere that I you know have to get other things done. Um, she she jumps in like she ran crafty. Um, she helped with me with all the SAG stuff because that's another thing you don't think about. We have to register a SAG as actors because if we didn't, we could you know be in jeopardy with our SAG memberships. So she helped me with all that. So we we I we had to help her. And then uh, Caleb we call our movement coach because uh, the he, he doesn't really do much other than just being hilarious. Right. Um, <laughs> But we liked, we wanted him to have like a title. So movement coach is our, our title for him. <laughs> gotcha. That's awesome. That's interesting. I want to touch on the SAG thing for just a moment because that, that was going to be a question I had for you. Sure. Um, given that this was something that you, the five of you put together, mm-hmm. you, you, you got the funding. It's interesting that you still had to register a SAG. Absolutely. So do you technically have to pay yourselves uh, SAG minimums? Are there like, how does that work? Do you have to, I mean. The good thing it, about. Uh, new media for SAG is that you can work on our deferred payment. Okay. So we can set up terms for uh, when we would get paid, and I just kind of put them in. We didn't. We didn't. We knew we didn't want to get paid for this because it's not what it's about, or at least right now. So I set up kind of an outlandish, you know, term for for getting paid, and um, one that we'd probably never reach. And if we did reach it. Wow, you know, awesome, great. Then right. we get paid, you know. Um, but that's kind of what we set up. We um, we wanted to make sure we paid, you know, guest stars and stuff, just to to make sure we did it right on that front. But as far as us, we worked on a deferred payment, so it was worth doing all the paperwork and stuff for that to make sure that we didn't jeopardize our stag standing and and stayed, you know, clear on that front. But it, you know, if even if you're just doing a YouTube series that you don't plan on you know, making any money off of you still, if you're a SAG actor, you have to register it with SAG. Does this mean that you also have to abide by union rules as far as the amount of time you can shoot in a day and all that, even even though you're at your house, you know, you still have all of it. Yeah. And, and there's a, you know, for, for us, if we had wanted to, we could have fudged it. Um, but there's no reason to, because for the most part, we, we were in those guidelines anyway. So, uh, you know, like for for crafty there is a there is a thing about you know having to have crafty on set but we wanted to we wanted to make sure that our our crew was fed we wanted to make sure our cast you know had food um like throughout the day we wanted to make sure everything was done right anyway so following those guidelines was it was a good reminder of what what to do to make sure it ran smoothly and um i know that there's sometimes when there are exceptions to that um but you you make those choices when you do it and you know, if you have to pay a penalty, you have to pay a penalty, but you, you do what you have to. So, you know, for us, it, we didn't actually have to push the, the boundaries at all, which was great. Where is it? Did that scream come from you? What the hell is Where is my Color Purple cast album booklet? I don't even know what that is. It's a booklet with all the actors and actresses from the Color Purple that... Who put it under the coffee table? Who did this? What is going on? No, Caleb! If you move the stabilizer, then the table gets really wobbly. It is not a stabilizer. It is my favorite book. Okay, whatever. Coop, I'm gonna head out. I'll text you. 
What? Coop, Megan is the worst. Yeah, dude, she really is. Guys, it's just a book. It is not just a book. Oh, you wouldn't understand. It's okay, buddy. Cooper, since she got here, she has found a way to ruin all of our lives just a little bit. That's kind of dramatic. She dumped out my protein powder because she said she had a whey allergy. Oh, that's a real concern for her. She gets super itchy. I don't care. It was brand new. I'll buy you a new one. Jeez. She put glitter in my pomade. I kind of like it, actually. We'll kill you. Remember when we went skinny dipping with those hot girls from the gym? She stole all of our clothes. Oh my gosh, that was just a little prank. Yeah? Okay, guys. Megan may not be what people would call sweet no, no. or kind, no, but no. I really like her. Can't you guys just be happy for me? That's kind of cheating. Yeah, boo. Yes, okay? We can be happy, all right? Everyone's happy. Now that we've established that, what are we going to do about this house? Yeah, this is terrible. Have fun, Austin. Oh, no, no, no. I cleaned it last time. Coop, it's your turn. Whoa, none of this is mine. I pick up after myself. Caleb? No way! All right, I already scrubbed the toilets by hand once a month. What? No one asked you to do that. And no one had to. So I want to talk just for a moment about each of the, the five characters on the show and just sort of break down... Again, their personalities versus yeah. how much they amp it up for being on screen. I'll, I'll start with you first. Okay. <laughs> um, your debut on the show is uh, yeah. You know, I actually, it was <laughs> your, your debut on the show is uh, no, it was hilarious, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. You kind of seem to find yourself in in some of the more um, slapstick situations, yeah. maybe more of the you know there's compromising the, situations. Co- yeah, a compromising bit. Yeah. situations. There. <laughs> um, but there's also the funny one, like the the, the scene where. You, you're just laying face down in the pool or, yeah. or trapped in the car or the camping trip when you jump in the lake. How much input did you have in, into wanting to really take the character to that level? Or did they basically write that saying, you know what, Austin they, would absolutely they, be this guy? Yeah, a lot of that stuff, they obviously want to check with me. Um, they just say, are you comfortable with this? And I, my answer usually is, yeah, I'm game. Let's do it. And And I think part of it is that I'm the one that's the most apt to to do those things anyway so not like i you know dress up in a dress or anything but i'm zany um i do you know i act funny i act you know in in pretty crazy ways sometimes so they knew they could play that up and um when i go into a role or something like that i go all in like i've just i'm head first so they knew that i could pull off some of those things um and so and that i'd have fun with them you know cooper for example he's he's great but he would not want to, you know, put on the full drag makeup and stuff like that. Uh, however, he put a dress on in episode nine, so um, you'll get to see that one okay. uh, coming out on Thursday. So there, you know, there's things that that I probably would do over what everybody else would do, and that's why they get written that way. Okay. Now let's talk about JT for a moment. Yeah. Now he is. The show alludes to him having sort of an obsession for older women. Absolutely. Per, per se. Um, What's he like in real life? What's he like uh, compared to his character? He, he's, again, very similar in real life. Uh, in, in real life, he's, uh, he and Matt both love to work out. They're in the gym all the time. Um, you know, they're, they're big on fitness and eating healthy and stuff like that. They're always joking with each other, um, you know, back and forth banter. Uh, the older women thing actually came from a reversal because – uh, we always cracked on him for uh, liking younger girls. Okay. And like he'd see, you know, we, we would joke about, you know, he'd see a girl that's younger and he'd be like, that, that girl's cute. And he's like, yeah, she's 12. Settle down. And it's like, oh, yeah. the, it's, right. not, it's not really too much of a basis of truth. Like he's right. not actually like, you know, dating. What happened was he had a girlfriend who at the time was, I think, 16. And he was 19. So not, not a huge age difference, but uh, enough. And I, I think uh, Gatlin and my age difference is the same as theirs. So it, it's, you know, fun. He always cracks back with that. But so we always tease him now. But after the one time he had a younger girlfriend, right. we tease him that he's super into younger girls. And so we reverse that in the show for him to always be into older women because it's less awkward. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, talking about Cooper for a moment, mm-hmm. you mentioned Cooper does, uh, does the music. Absolutely. How is he compared to his character and what is his musical career like these days? His, so he's, he's acted his entire life and he's done pretty well with that, but his real passion is in music. And he and my girlfriend Gatlin, they have, they're in a band together, a duo. 
It's Gallon and Cooper, or as of right now, anyway. And they've they've entered into a record deal with Deepwell Records. They're writing every day, um, you know, creating music for an album. And uh, he just had, he's finishing up his tour, I think, this week with uh, Shane Harper. So he's been killing it, like in in the music world. And he's f- incredible. Like he's a great singer. His guitar playing is off the charts. So they, I mean, th- there's no doubt that they're going to be super successful in music. Um, and and it's like this is the 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 point where it's all taking off exponentially for him, which is amazing. Um, and Gatlin as well. So it's, it's, it, there is a lot of parallels in his music career, like in real life to his, uh, quote unquote acting career in the show, uh, which is really funny. And it was kind of funny because he's not the one that wants to be an actor out of the five of us. All the rest of us want to be actors and he just, he has fun doing it and he's always been great, but he doesn't want to pursue it as a career. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, it would be really funny if he's the one that's successful in the group, awesome. <laughs> you know? In the show, Matt seems to be, for the lack of a better term, the straight man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, he, he has his moments when he, like on the camping episode, when he gets in the poison ivy or the, mm-hmm. the Zumba episode, which is his character yes. is just hilarious <laughs> in that one. But for the most part, he seems to be, I almost kind of, the audience sort of identifies with him in the sense that he's always the one kind of call people to call right. the rest of you out. Like, really? Did you really just say that? I yeah. can't believe you just say that. Is he like that in real life? He's half and half. So I would say that in real life, he's, he's probably more the zany than he is in the show. He, cause we all are. I mean, we really all are. So he's, he's like 50 50. Half the time he's super serious and straight man. And then half the time he's just as goofy as the rest of us. Um, but it worked for him in the show to have more of that straight man character and, you know, be more of the, the, the grounding aspect of it. Um, so, which in its own weight has a lot of funny moments anyway. It does. You know, <laughs> little cracks here and there. So it works really well. And I guess we're going to round out by talking about Caleb. Yeah. Who um, <laughs> uh, I, I tweeted to him uh, a couple of weeks ago that, you know, he's, he's just absolutely hilarious on the show. I have a few questions about Caleb because he, of I mean, he, he, first one I have is, and I think you already answered this already. Mm-hmm. How is he sort of, I don't want to use the word eccentric because I don't, I don't think of him as eccentric. I think electric. of him as electric. He's, That's he's, the word. There's, there's got to be a crazier word for him that just doesn't exist uh, because he's the kind of person that you don't feel like would actually exist. Like he, like I said, when, when he first walked into the house, uh, not knowing anybody there or not knowing that he knew anybody there, he was just as uh, warm and inviting and uh, zany as he always is. He walked, hey guys, how's everybody doing? Yeah. And so just like that. And that's where he is, that's how he is in life. He's just this super happy guy who is, you know, uh, he's out there, but in the best way. And uh, I would say he's probably the most like himself in the show of anyone. Like, because you, there's no way to, to play up Caleb. There's no way to turn the volume up on Caleb. He's already all the way up all the time. And so for for him, it's just, we just like literally, we don't tell him anything. We just say, just say the lines. Just don't even like, just, just, just do you. He'd ask us, you know, how was that? It was like, Caleb, don't ask because you're doing like you're doing stuff funnier than we could ever come up with, and that's that's him in life. So, you know, with the uh, with the uh, color purple, yeah, that I have that to whole ask, thing, where, his where obsession the, with Broadway, obs- yes, uh, he, that is a real thing. Okay. Uh, he is he is totally obsessed with Broadway. He loves Broadway. When um, when he you know says he's been to New York and stuff, that's totally true. And he the, the you you had mentioned earlier. I'm not sure if we were recording it, but you were mentioned that, you know, he has this obsession with color purple and, and at the beginning of episode six, he, he talks about, you know, going to an open call for the color purple. (laughs) That story happened (laughs) in real life. That's a real story. (laughs) Not about the color purple though. It was about the Lion King and he, he was pretty young and he got voice lessons to play Simba. He studied the role for like two or three weeks they flew him out to L.A. Not they. He, he and his mom flew out to L.A. to go to this casting. And they walked in and everybody in the room was black because that's, you know, they hired Africans for, for all of the roles because that makes sense. <laughs> and he was the only white kid there. And so they then after, you know, he did it, didn't get a call back. And after, I don't know why I didn't call back, get called back for that. And it was the funniest thing in the world. So we were like, we have to put that in the show in some way. And that's, that's what we, uh, 
decided to do with that. And so it was, it was, you know, it's so funny. Like most of the stuff with Caleb is a real life thing or could be a real life thing because he is that. So, uh, and I, I, I picked this out, uh, episode two, when you're in the restaurant and Matt's giving you the, the, how to pick up girls advice. Yeah. That's Gatlin in the background. Yes. <laughs> And yeah. she writes her her number on your hand, and then uh-huh. you go in for the kiss, which was a I I, thought, I, I I kind of had a real laugh out loud moment just because <laughs> I know the two of you are actually together. Yeah. And then there was the introduction of Megan, who was right. the, the bartender, who has become a uh, a reoccurring character on yeah. the show. How did you meet her? Was it somebody you ca- uh, did an open casting for? Somebody you knew? She was a Megan friend? is a is a funny story because she actually reached out to me in October, um, well through a friend. Because she had a music video that she wanted me to be a part of. She reached out to me and said, hey, can, is there any way you can do this music video with me this week? It's called Safe With Me. Um, I said, well, actually, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out, so that would, that would be a little tough. Uh, she said, that's okay. I'll, I'll try to find something else. Well, I said, I told her, I said, you know, if the swelling's gone down by the time that, you know, the music video comes up, I, I, would, be, I would love to do it. And uh, she called me the day before the music video, or uh, her friend did. And said, you know, you said that if the swelling was down that you'd be able to do it. Is there any chance? Because we haven't found anybody. And um, I actually had the easiest wisdom tooth surgery apparently out of anybody ever because the swelling had already gone down by the next day. I never got loopy once during the uh, or after the surgery or anything. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. So I did the music video with her. And a little funny thing about that was uh, in one of the scenes, she's supposed to – she's like throwing me grapes and, uh, and chocolate to eat. Because we're like doing this cutesy picnic thing. That was the first solid food I had had uh, <laughs> since the wisdom tooth surgery. And she was like pelting me in the mouth with it. And I, she didn't know I had had my wisdom teeth taken out because I had told the friend. and Or at least she had, hadn't remembered. And so afterward I was like, because I had to chew it like for the scene. And I was like, oof, that was a little tough. And she was like, what, why? And I was like, you know, because my wisdom teeth got out. She was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Oh, no. So that was a really funny moment. <laughs> but... Uh, so we had a blast with that, and uh, we we had found out Megan is a like a YouTube sensation, like over three million followers, has a, a fantastic following, and does great music on YouTube. And when we were writing the show and knew that we were going to be a web series, we talked about people that we knew that would have a good following um, and that we liked. And Megan came up and said, you know, that would be awesome because we we enjoyed her as a person. She started hanging out with the friend group. And, uh, and her following was very enticing. And so we, we talked to her about it, said, hey, we'd love to use you for this show because, you, because of your following and because we know you're good. And she said, yeah, I'd love to help out. And so that's how we, we got her uh, in the group. And uh, we wrote her as Cooper's girlfriend. And at the time, she was not dating Cooper yet. And now she is dating okay. Cooper. So they are together in real life, which is really funny. So that worked out really well. It was a clandestine. She, she has a, a very strong personality yes. in, in that show. Is that something that was written for the show or, or is she you know, a very confident she is She's super confident, but she is so quiet. She is a, she is a quiet little mouse most of the time um, because she enjoys like watching other people, I think. And uh, when she needs to, she can speak up. And you see it in her stage presence, too. When I've watched her shows and stuff, she's like a firecracker on stage. So you knew she had it. But in, in like day-to-day, she's not that way. So we wrote her like that, um, and we were like, we hope she can pull this off. <laughs> and she absolutely 100% did. She was awesome. As of recording this, and by the time this is get this this episode is released, uh-huh. uh, episode nine will have aired. Yeah, um, there's ten episodes for the first season. Yep, and there's already a lot of buzz about episode ten. I'm mm-hmm. already reading, you know, following on the Twitter page that you've got something special or something, yes. you know, really nice, good plan for episode ten. We're really uh, excited about it. Yeah. I, I, I will. I'll, uh, I don't want to be spoiled. So I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> going to ask it. I'm not going to ask you because I watch it every Thursday when the, when the episode drops. A couple questions. First one is, how quickly do you see season two coming out? You know, Are you going to take a break? Are you going to... We're going to have a break of some sort. It may be a couple months. Uh, it may just be a month. You know, we're going to have to see. Uh, one thing that we want to do uh, on the second season that we didn't do on the first is give ourselves a little bit more uh, lead time to get all the episodes done because uh, right now we're about a week before we get 
the episode release that we get done with the episode. And that just doesn't give us much time for any contingencies. And so we want to, you know, have a little bit more time ahead, um, which would translate to having a little bit longer in between seasons. But we kind of just want to, we're, we're feeling this out right now and seeing where this takes us because this first season releasing, it's had really, really positive um, feedback. But what we need to do for a season two is, um, we want to, you know, we we love YouTube. We've we've really enjoyed that platform, and we want to we want to make it a very viable, you know, monetary thing to do. So, you know, we've thrown around ideas of crowdfunding, of using the YouTube channel's funding source for that. Um, we've thrown around the idea of getting outside, you know, money involved. We're not really worried about the money side of it, but we want to we want to do what's best for the show, and so we're kind of we're kind of going to take a, a bit you know, a week or two to really sit down and decide what the best thing to do with season two is. Um, and then, you know, then we'll start the process all over again and uh, get a season two out because we really, we really want to do another season, at least, if not more. Uh, I can't remember if we were talking about this on camera, on, on air or off air, but you're close to almost 800,000 views yeah. for the first eight, eight episodes. I mean, you're going to be, you're easily eclipse a million views by the time episode 10 comes so out crazy and that's <laughs> and and as somebody who who really monitors youtube traffic mm-hmm. what's great about those kind of numbers is they just keep growing all right, right? i mean i have a couple of youtube videos on my how is this movie youtube channel yep. that you know over a year one video got 70,000 views yeah. over 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 like a 12 month period right to have 120,000 views on a video that came out six weeks ago right all right means that that video is got the momentum to have at least a million views per episode i mean so this thing is really growing so i can right. imagine the demand for season two is really really going to be there i so, hope so <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm really excited about the the entire the entire thing it's yeah. going to be it's it's just awesome let's talk about how much fun you have filming some of these scenes and i, I want to start with the most recent episode five okay. guys in a room and, <laughs> and this is not a spoiler alert i'm, I'm assuming that everyone who's listening has Hopefully taken seen has yeah. taken the time <laughs> and this you can hit pause on this recording and watch this episode there, there will be a link in the description so watch <laughs> what they're not they're what about eight minutes long on average Roughly, so yeah there's no excuse um <laughs> You absolutely you, you you collapse inside the bedroom. You pass out. You faint. Yes. It, it, you you have a fear of confined spaces, <laughs> and they give a brief snapshot of you in a car flipping out. But what's great about the show is at the end of every episode, if yeah. you stay past the credits, there's always an end credit scene where you just go ballistic in the car. <laughs> how long did it take to shoot that, and how much fun was everybody having doing that? Oh my gosh, the car scene that that was a really funny one because it was a it was a very last minute thing. We were like, we need this pickup. We're only going to need about ten seconds. I mean, it was like I think we used six in the actual episode. It wasn't going to have to be long, um, but we wanted to have options. So. Wendy actually beforehand she was like it would be really funny if you like ripped your shirt off. Right. That's why I wanted And I was to- <laughs> like I was like I I'm game like let's do it. And uh Jen had said we should cut a little slit in it first to like so it would rip easy. I was like no. If we're going to do this, I'm going to I want to do it. And so she was like okay, well, let's film it a couple of times so that like without ripping the shirt and then we'll do the last one with the shirt rip. So great. Sounds great. And so she sets the camera up outside the car. This is Cooper's car. And what you, what you didn't see is the beginning of that is when I start to like open the door and stuff. And she was like, okay, what we're going to do first is just go for a little bit. We'll cut. We'll come back. Well, they said action. And I did my thing and I started freaking out. And so you saw mid freak out there and they hadn't yelled cut yet. So I was like, well, I'll just keep going. And so I just kept going. And then at a certain point, I was like, we've had enough now. Let's go for this. So I just like, I rip my shirt off. I keep freaking out. I, I get to the end of that where I'm like, like going down the side of the car. And uh, I see out of the corner of my eye them going. And I'm like, okay. And so I just kind of drift off down to the side and pass out. And I get out of the car, and they're dying laughing. Like, everybody's busting out laughing. I was like, why did nobody tell me to stop? And they were like, well, you were doing Like, we couldn't, we could not help it. And she was like, but I guess we can't get the shirt rip again. Because <laughs> that awesome. was, like, done for. <laughs> and the shirt ripped so easy. I was so surprised about that. It just was like paper. Yeah. No, yeah it was like a, not a well-made shirt, apparently. I have to bring it up. Because 
how many how long did it take you to get dressed up for your first appearance oh. and how how many outfits <laughs> and how much makeup did you play around with it and who oh assisted you and uh was the line written when you say when you you sort of touch the officer and you say that <laughs> to me that was and i'm gonna tell you something that was that moment because i just it was my first time watching the episode all right we're introduced to yeah. jt matt cooper caleb and i'm like okay okay so where's austin where's austin yeah. And you know you show up. I'm like, oh, this is this is a. But when you you reach up for the officer and he he, he says that's assault. And yeah. That to me was the first like serious laugh out loud moment <laughs> for me. But let's talk about like how many different iterations of that appearance we did you did have a to few go through? different ones, and that was not written at all. For the I'll answer the first question about getting ready. Uh, we had, we had an awesome awesome makeup artist on set that day. Her name's Nicole. And uh, she she's just starting out, but she did such a great job. Obviously, I look fantastic, right? And yeah. so <laughs> she she did the makeup on me, and uh, I I had already like I had tried on a couple of dresses the night before. These are Wendy's dresses. Like we're this is you know a gorilla production. So Wendy's like try some of my dresses. I was like okay, and so that's the dress we landed on, and put on the heels. And so she does it. My girlfriend's painting my nails. Like, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm sitting there just super embarrassed, but loving it. Like, and so she gets me ready. It took like 45 minutes. And I, I'm like, if that's what girls have to go through on a daily basis, I feel so sorry for them. Cause like I can roll out of bed and put a hat on. So got all ready for that. When I was walking around in heels for hours and so we do that scene and I think we filmed the, my coverage on that maybe like three or four times and each time I did a, something a little different um, and that one was one of the ones that came out of it because we I think we landed on that the second time we filmed it and we had to keep it after that because we just loved it um, but that you know the whole Cosby for his part who's the officer did a great job of the whole you know flipping me around that, and like, so that was like, an unscripted was moment not, completely unscripted so you know because he didn't let me kiss him I was right. like that great was, was so you know, this was awesome and of course you make an appearance in that outfit one more time yes. that um, so talking about the episode where JT goes over yeah. uh, dressed as a oh my you know I just <laughs> Um, that was basically his turn to do something yep. kind of crazy. And I how, think we've how, all been in, uh, or at least all will have been in drag in this season. So okay. that, that'll, that'll come out. By the time this comes out, you'll have seen why. Because uh, Caleb, just in this last episode, had the makeup for, uh, his, for his song. His song, which that was, an, <laughs> that was another moment. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, uh, you know, that's the thing I want to talk about is just how sharp the writing is. On oh, this gosh. show, who's the oldest amongst you? I th- Matt. Matt's the oldest. How old is Matt? He's twenty-eight now. He's twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay, because the writing he's is our grandfather. What's that? <laughs> he's our grandfather. He's your grandfather. <laughs> A lot of the references. So I'm 38 years old, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting close to 40 years yeah. old. So uh, a lot of the re- there's a lot of references that I get uh-huh. from years back, and that's what I like so much about the show is. I think anybody from any age group or any generation is going to find like humor in right. the show. And the fact that you were watching Pretty Woman and you wanted to, yeah. you know, and that's, I mean, just references like that. I mean, everything about the show is just so sharply written. How much input does everybody have in, in, in the script? It, it is. I mean, we all have, we all have um, a say in it. Like what, what usually occurs is, and what occurred at the beginning was we all kind of brainstormed ideas. And from those ideas and some that we hadn't even mentioned there, Matt and JT sat down and wrote this whole thing. And um, they wrote it excellent. And so there were small tweaks that we may have made when we sat and read it all together and, you know, made notes and stuff and they'd make the changes. But what that's what would happen was they'd, they'd finish writing it. We'd sit down and read it, um, call it a table read. We'd sit down and all read it together and then, you know, suggest changes and then go from there. Um, but there were never many changes to be made. One thing about like uh, with with us is, for I know for me, I grew up with a dad who immersed me in that you know that eighties culture. You know, from an early age, I listened to classic rock. I you know watched all of those older movies, and I know the same was for JT and Matt as well. So a lot of our humor comes from that older style of humor anyway. And, you know, we all love those older comedies. So we were able to draw from that a lot while still having, you know, something for, for, you know, kids our age too. Um, not kids, but, you know, yeah. close enough. <laughs> but that was just a, such a, I think such a smart idea on, on everyone's part to, to keep those references 
you know, across the board. It's, well, and again, that's how we are in real life. So, you know, we, we make jokes like that in real life. We reference those things in real life. So it, it, it was an easy thing to transition. And we were just hoping that people would enjoy that. Um, and I, I do have to note for Caleb's thing, he picked the song. He picked the the what he would do, and he already knew the lyrics. He didn't have to go learn the lyrics to that. He listens to those all the time, and he he sang every word before we even had picked it, which I think is hilarious because that's that's so Caleb. And uh, we have a the, they make a reference of uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. He sings the songs in his sleep. Real thing. Real thing. Real thing. He, Matt, uh, before we moved into the house, uh, the Greens were still renovating their house, and uh, me, Caleb, and Matt all were living there because we, you know, we got out of our leases in October, and uh, that's when we were supposed to move in. And so we, we were living there with the Greens until their house was done. Well, Matt and uh, uh, Caleb were sharing a bunk bed, and uh, Caleb, one <laughs> night, Matt wakes up, like, he hears Caleb talking in his sleep often. And so... Uh, he, you know, he, he worked at sprinkles for a while and Caleb would be like taking sprinkles orders in his sleep. (laughs) So Matt was like, I don't know what's going on. And then one night he wakes up and he hears Caleb singing. And so he records it on his phone and he is singing Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in his sleep. And, And so he wakes up the next morning and Matt like calls everybody in to the room. And he's like, Caleb, I have to show you something. And, uh, he said, Caleb, you, you sing show tune songs in your sleep and kids like no i don't and and uh, matt's like well here you go and played it for us and he is literally like audibly singing joseph and the amazing (laughs) technicolor Dreamcoat in his sleep and we don't have the recording anymore i think caleb deleted it and matt got rid of it so we can't find it it's lost to the abyss but that was a real thing what's so awesome about that story is because i feel like i know the characters now just i feel like i I know them in, in real life just from watching the show is I'm getting this visual picture of of Caleb and Matt sharing a bunk bed. Like, <laughs> just, like to me, right there, that that in itself is absolutely just. I can just. Uh, who was on the top bunk and who was on the bottom? Caleb bunk? was on the top. That's. A, I think that I think Matt would have broke the top. I can bunk. just picture Matt with his eyes open, just staring <laughs> up at the back of the bed. Like, like I can just picture every bit of that. And that's what's that's what's amazing about the show is because you just you tell me that story and I can visualize perfectly it, yeah. visualize that. So. Well, that was kind of what I mean. What we wanted to do with this was first, like our first thing was we all wanted to have fun with each other. Like we wanted to have fun filming this together, and uh, so that was our first thing. But the second thing we wanted to do was bring other people into our group in that way, like let them see how we are because we enjoy it so much. We figure maybe other people will too. That was our most nerve wracking thing was if other people would or would not. But at the end of the day, we were going to enjoy making something together. And so uh, that's a, such a cool thing to hear that, you know, you, f- you can feel that and you can feel and see like what that would be like, because that's kind of what we were trying to accomplish. And it, it worked. I like the fact that you've always kept the show extremely lighthearted, yeah. extremely witty, extremely funny. That's, that's a given. <laughs> no plans to ever go into any dramatic scenes with this show, is there? I think with this show specifically, probably not. Um, I never know where the writing's going to take us. I mean, if it goes down that path and it makes sense for the show, you never know. But what it seems like is that we're going to continue on this path that, that we've enjoyed making and it and fits the show. That's not the same to be said for the projects because what we want to do, we've created this kind of company, Genius Entertainment. That's we I, I you know registered the trademark and and did all that and made us a company because you know we we love this idea of getting to create together and um and so for other projects that were kind of having in the works and wanting to you know get moving we may go down those paths a little bit more but for roommates specifically we want to stick with what what that is um, and that's you know what you've seen already we've mentioned the episodes usually around about seven to eight minutes yeah. season two should we expect a little bit longer we're right gonna, on the same we're I mean, gonna look into that because one of the logistics that you don't really think about when filming these episodes is we were able to film roughly an episode's worth of footage a day in the first season, if not a day and a half. So that kept the cost lower, and we were able to kick it out quick. Doubling the length of the episodes would effectively double the length of time shooting. So uh, we're going to have to figure out the logistics of that. We want to make them longer because everybody's been, you know, that's, that's the one thing that everybody said is we love this, we just want it to be longer. 
And yeah. we want it to be longer too. And we, we, we settled on this like eight to 10 minutes kind of thing at the beginning because we knew it was easily digestible. We knew people would be able to watch that, you know, in, in a few minutes in their day and then, you know, the way that YouTube is used. And so they would be able to get it quickly or they could binge watch it. So that's kind of what we set out for. But what we're realizing now is that even, even contrary to the YouTube culture of watching, you know, just a couple minute YouTube videos, they, they want more. They want it to be longer. Um, they want to sit there and, and put their time, which is a really, it's a really flattering thing for us. Because yeah. we were like, I don't know who anybody that's going to want to watch us for 20 minutes, you know. But that's what we're realizing that people do want. So the, the logistics of what we're going to have to figure out, but I think we are going to try for longer episodes. There's that old saying, always leave them wanting more. So <laughs> that's, I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. So I'm beyond excited for episodes 9 and 10 that are going to be coming out. Thank you. Again, I go back to our conversation we had in December when you sort of just sort of giving me the, the, the basic outline of, right. of the show. And I remember just asking so many questions, but I couldn't visualize sort of what, where, where you're go. going with it. The very first episode, I just, I just loved it. Um, kudos and bravo to you. Thank you so Caleb, much. JT, Matt, Cooper, uh, Megan, of course, yeah. everyone involved with it. Well, it's been a, it's been a, a, a supreme team effort. And I know I, I speak for all of us when I say we're incredibly excited to see, you know, it all come to fruition and where it'll go. And we're just so thankful for the people that are making that happen and make it in a reality. Because really, we, I mean, it, people have to watch it for us to be able to do it yeah. and, uh, so, and, and enjoy it. And we're thankful for everybody who has watched it and who has shared it and is getting our name out there um, and, and enjoys it. We're really, really thankful for that. Excellent. Well, listen, Austin, uh, I guess we, I see, we need to plan to do this about once every six months. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, I think that's, this is fun. I, I think that's probably the, the – we'll just go ahead and say that. We'll, we'll say <laughs> uh, June and November of every year. There we year, go. Those we'll, are our we'll, months. We'll get together and we'll record one of these episodes. So awesome. if anybody wants to follow you on Twitter, Facebook, where do they find yeah. you? Uh, it's at A-J-W-O-J-O, which is A-J Wojo. Uh, homage to my my real name, which is Woja Husky, and that's the same across all. Uh, and then Facebook is Austin James. Okay. And and then the roommates comma the series is uh, is for Facebook for roommates, and then Twitter and Instagram are roommates underscore BTS. Excellent. All right, listen, Austin, thank you so much for being Absolutely on the show. Absolutely appreciate. And we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. By definition, a roommate is somebody with whom you share a room, an apartment, maybe even a house. But for some of us. A roommate is someone you end up sharing yourself with. Most of us will end up, wait, did you say share yourself? Yeah, like share a part of you with. Okay, don't do that because that makes it weird. What do you mean? Why is this bad? I don't just share a part of myself with my roommates. I share all of me all the time. He doesn't do that. We don't, we don't do that. And I pledge to share all of myself with all of you whenever. Okay, how are you guys not hearing this when it's coming out of your mouth? Would you guys just look at the camera and say something nice about roommates? You know what? I don't have anything nice to say now that I know you guys aren't into this. Like me. Would you stop with the air quotes? Well, but they're for emphasis. Air- That's not what they do. Yeah, air quotes are not for emphasis. This they do. It's just, no, it's just no, I'm happy. You guys ever I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm into that, guys. I give myself. That's yeah, no, not. Roommates, coming to theaters this summer. Web series.